0: This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis Now, we bring you a discussion on successful launch of Earth Observation Satellite RESAT-2B. The participants are science experts Pallav Bagla and Biman Basu. Early this morning, ISRO launched its latest remote sensing satellite RESAT-2B on its PSLV C-46 flight. It was again a perfect launch and the satellite was put at an altitude of 555 kilometers. This is a remote sensing satellite but with a difference because we have so many other remote sensing satellites which image the ground in visible light and other spectrum. But this reset will be imaging the ground in microwaves that is in radar frequencies. The main advantage is that it will be able to see through clouds and also during night. So, in a way, it will be able to keep a watch on Indian mainland almost around the clock. Now, Pallav, tell me this is the third reset satellite lost by ISRO. Now, what happened to the earlier two, the reset 2 and reset 1? This is RESAT-2B and
1: this is a very special satellite because it has all-weather day and night viewing capability and the purpose is not to keep track of an India's mainland. The purpose is largely to keep track of what is happening across the western border and across the eastern border. It is largely a surveillance satellite for India's armed forces. But it is also very special because this is the first time India has flown an X-band radar in a space-born asset. Until now, we had never made an indigenously made X-band radar in space. The two earlier satellites which you spoke about, RESAT-1 and RESAT-2, one of them was an Indian-made satellite with C band radar imaging capability. That satellite was launched in 2012 and in 2017 it died in mysterious circumstances. Uh, There was another satellite which is a small tiny 300 kilogram X band radar but that is a satellite which India acquired from Israel Aerospace industries, IAI, and India acquired and launched it using the polar satellite launch vehicle. There is no clarity on what is the status of the Israeli satellite, whether in space it is still functional or not, because no life was given for it, and we do not know. And we have never seen images in recent times from that particular satellite. That, that
0: Israeli, this thing, it was reset too. Yes.
1: So it's a tiny satellite, 300 kilograms, with never disclosed, but possibly less than 10 centimeter resolution from that aperture again, all weather capability. So that was a satellite which was unsurpassed for a long time. But hopefully this launch today and when the satellite becomes functional, it would give India capability to watch over India's hostile neighbors like never before.
0: Now, it is said that the idea of Reset came after the Mumbai attack and at that time, Reset1 was also, you know, work was going on and Reset2 was also, but ISRO decided to launch Reset2 first because the C-band capability was not ready yet for Reset1.
1: See, it was acquired. It was on a fast-track mode. The Israeli satellite, because India needed in 2009, a quick-fix quick solution for all-weather, day and night viewing capability. And the Indian-made radar sat was not ready. It came into being only in 2012, and then it died. So this particular is replacement, but a much higher-end replacement for what was lost in space.
0: It is a remote sensing satellite and it will be used also for studying crop pattern and crop diseases and all, especially because it is capable of imaging even during cloudy conditions. Because the Kharif crop in India is sown during May and September. Usually it is a rainy season and lots of clouds are there. So this Reset 2B will be very useful for monitoring the crop during that period. Certainly, see
1: any radar imaging satellite which can penetrate and look through crowds, especially because it is sending down high power waves from the satellite down to earth which bounce back. It gives you capability to monitor crops, it gives you capability to monitor a uh, forest and also it is very useful during situations of disaster when you have to manage especially if you have a, a cyclone related disasters or a landslide due to monsoon heavy rains at that time when you need visibility through the clouds these particular satellites give outstanding images but the images which come from radar sats are black and white Mm -hmm. And you need very skilled people to interpret interpret those images. It's not like looking at an optical image like you see satellite-based imagery on Google Earth. Radar images, only specialized people can interpret them. And this particular satellite, it has the very special capability. If it were there, maybe say in February, we would not have run into the problems like we did as to what was the damage assessment at Balakot. Remember Mm -hmm. when the airstrikes happened at Balakot deep inside Pakistan, it happened on a very cloudy night and the Indian Air Force was not able to launch those pods which carried videos because Mm -hmm. they were not able to see through and the radar images which we had were not able to gather maybe because the radar was not on position over Balakot at that point. So, there was a lot of controversy at that point, whether the Indian Air Force hit bullseye, etc., etc., and what was the real damage. Had this satellite been available, it would have been far easier for the Indian Air Force to give a damage assessment report. I believe they've acquired radar sat images from other countries, and some people have had an opportunity to look at them, and they have said that it was pinpointed accuracy at Balakot. But the Indian Assets, Uh, did not give because we also have high quality imaging satellites like Cartosat, but those are optical imaging. imaging. So, they get blinded when there is a cloud cover. So, we lost that opportunity. Cartosat probably would have given at a later point when the clouds cleared good quality images, but then the resolution is uh, just about a less than sub-meter resolution. And now there are in series another two satellites at least of sat planned by ISRO for the Armed Forces. So, when we have all of them, Pakistan will certainly not be able to hide.
0: Dr. Sivan has said, ISRO chairman, that five satellites will be launched this year.
1: I don't think there is a correct number just now because these are strategic satellites and they don't give an exact number out. Even on today's launch, if you no. see, the details are very sketchy. ISRO has not no, released no, no. even a single image of the satellite on what it is because these are strategic assets. Yeah, yeah. This is for national security. The has to have faith in its uh, technology developers and its engineers to deliver what is required. So, it has gone into a perfect orbit like the chairman of ISRO mm-hmm. said. It was a fantastic mission. The rocket has delivered so beautifully. Now the satellite will become functional in the next few weeks. What happens is, a strategic satellite, all the imagery it is handed over to the National Technical Research Organization, NTRO. ISRO doesn't have control over these images. So a lot of people who blame ISRO for the non-availability of images of the Balakot Damage Assessment, I think don't understand fully that ISRO really doesn't have control. It's with the Indian Armed Forces, the assets which lie like this.
0: And it also again established the credibility of PSLV.
1: Polar Satellite Launch Vehicle is an incredible locket. This was the 72nd launch from Satish Dhawan Space Centre. It was the 48th mission of the Polar Satellite Launch Vehicle and it has delivered so well. There have been just two failures. So it has had a dream run, and one should hope that in the long run, in coming, there are plenty of missions this year by the Polar Satellite Launch Vehicle. ISRO should do well.
0: There are two piggyback you know, applications which were carried by this particular flight. One is that you know, basically, it's a inertia. See,
1: there were two experimental payloads. One was the, for the first time they were using an Indian made processor called Vikram processor made at the semiconductor complex. And they were also testing a lightweight navigation module, a light mass and light low cost. So this was in addition to what was already there, they, whenever you test new equipment on a rocket, it is always in a piggyback mode. And uh, like the chairman of Istro, Dr. Sivan said, both of them have performed marvelously. And in times to come, uh, both the Vikram processor, which is an Indian-made processor, and the low-cost, low-weight navigation mm-hmm. module would be deployed. So it would give you a better performance for the rocket.
0: Now this, you uh, know, The multiple success of PSLV, for instance, this was the core alone mode in which it was because the payload was very light. But we have used PSLV to launch Chandajan also, Chandajan-1 and the Mars Orbiter mission. Now, what kind of uh, other satellite missions can be launched with uh, PSLV? See, PSLV is India's
1: workhorse. It's a versatile rocket from low-Earth orbit missions in the polar orbit to GTO to interplanetary missions, that particular rocket has performed exceedingly well, but increasingly we will see for interplanetary missions and for heavy lift operations, the geosynchronous satellite launch vehicle Mark III, which I sometimes call the Bahubali because of its real character, it looks like a real heavyweight rocket. It will be the mainstay for carrying out interplanetary missions and the next mission to for ISRO is the big one Chandrayaan 2 and that will be launched on the GSLV Mark 3 sometime between In July July 9th and 16th is the launch window and if things go to plan they should be able to launch it on time.
0: And Chandrayaan 2 mission for instance, see ISRO is very hopefully looking forward to it because it will be a sort of you know, historic mission for ISRO because for the first time they will use A mission in which a lander will be deployed and a rover will be deployed together.
1: It is indeed the most complex space mission which India or ISRO has ever undertaken which is Chandrayaan 2 because you have an orbiter. You have a lander which is the Vikram lander and you have a rover called Pragyan and Pragyan will rove around on the south pole of the moon on the near side and no country has de- attempted to go onto the south pole on the near side. So it is an unexplored, uncharted territory and India is landing there and taking big risk, if I may say, to go into an uncharted territory, but then unless you take risks you don't get rewards.
0: You no, know, there is one important thing about Kenya. So, initially it was uh, to be in collaboration with Russia because the rover was to be built by Russia and all. No,
1: the lander was coming from Russia. Okay. The orbiter and the rover was always Indian, the lander was to be Russian, but then in one of their missions the Russia had a problem and the mission failed in which the Chinese were piggybacking one of their uh, satellites. So, subsequently, ISRO decided to go full steam and make the lander also on their own, which is why, if you see, there has been some delay in realizing the Chandrayaan 2 mission, because essentially, halfway down the run, India decided to make the mm-hmm. lander then subsequently the rocket also was changed from geosynchronous satellite launch vehicle mark 2 to mm-hmm. mark 3 but that gives you the advantage that you can do a heavier lift and be able to do a mission with more precision. So the days ahead for ISRO are upbeat and this radar Sat will certainly protect India and give its armed forces the necessary muscle and I will repeat it will not once we have the entire fleet of radar sets in orbit, our hostile neighbors will not have an opportunity to hide and the, the, the kind of operations they do in a covert manner, some of them could very easily be exposed and kept track by our sharp eyes in the sky.
0: And also there is a, you know, work going on in the Gaganyan project, the human space exploration by India.
1: Yes, that is the big dream project of ISRO and ISRO hopes to launch an Indian in space by 2022 before the 75th year of India's independence. independence. Let us see, they are working hard on it. They have to do two uncrewed flights non-human flights before they attempt human space flight and the crew module is being worked upon the human life support system is being worked upon again the, the GSLV mark 3 will be deployed for that but once isro takes on a challenge they usually deliver
0: but training of the you know three astronauts will be sent to space that's also very important
1: Certainly. It's it's up to three astronauts who will be sent into space. The catch word is up to. So one will have to wait and watch how many go in the first mission. But yes, the training will be done by the Institute of Aerospace Medicine in Bangalore along with the Indian Air Force. And I have visited that place. They have some of the finest training facilities. They are well geared for uh, selecting and training Indian astronauts. But for some specific jobs, maybe the first selected crew could well be sent abroad for some partial training so chandrayaan 2 in the next few weeks and gaganyaan in the next few years i think isro has its hands full and with uh, radar sats in full steam india should be well protected
0: well i think uh, that was a very useful discussion thank you pallav thank you you were listening to a discussion on successful launch of earth observation satellite resat 2b the participants were science experts Pallav Bagla and Diman Basu. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.